Welcome to the Mostly Podcast at Night, Episode 67, Sleepaway Camp. A perfect place to meet young girls might just be the perfect place to podcast. That is the creepiest tagline I think we've ever had. It is a perfect place to meet young girls just might be the perfect place to die. That's, ew. Ew. I feel icky. I feel icky as well. I feel icky after watching this movie, but that's here nor there. (laughs) Uh, hello. hello everyone, welcome to another episode. I am your host, Chaos. I'm your co-host, Carnage. And we are They Mostly Podcast at Night. Mostly. And we are a weekly horror movie review podcast where two best friends bicker and banter. Each week we take turns picking a different movie across the broad genre of horror to bring you something spooky to talk about. That was not spooky. But anyway. um, (laughs) This is spooky. Is it? Topher Grace is now getting into podcasting. We're screwed. There goes our audience. He's going to go to Topher Grace's podcast. Oh, I want to listen to his podcast. Oh, fuck you. You want to listen to this podcast. (laughs) This one only. (laughs) No, wait. Topher Grace. Grace? From that 70s show. I don't care about him. Never mind. <laughs> Who'd you think I was talking about? I was looking at a picture of what looked like Marty. Yeah, and that's Chloe. Uh, Grace. No, no. Oh, Fran Krantz? Yeah, no, I thought it looked kind of like camp. Fran Krantz in its sleepaway camp, but no. anyway. <laughs> uh, which t- kind of gives it away. This week we did sleepaway camp. It was done in 1983. It was uh, rated R, an hour and 24 minutes long, and it got a 6.3 on the IMDb scale. What about that tomato meter? Uh, tomato meter is, uh, good at an 81%. What? I I was thinking, like, certified fresh, but it's not, even though, like, I've seen 80% that have been, but it's not. It's just 81%. higher than I thought. Uh, higher than I thought. Yeah, that took me aback for a minute and made me stumble over my words there. (laughs) Uh, critic consensus, Sleepaway Camp is a standard teen slasher elevated by occasional moments of John Waters-esque weirdness and a twisted ending. By the way, no. They are not anywhere approaching near the amazing genius of John Waters. Thank you very much. Audience score, 60%. That's more in line with IMDb. The 6.3 is percent Well, yeah, I mean, it just is. So, um, I forgot already what the IMDb score no, was. I know. So. It doesn't even matter. Um, I, I don't know. You want a summary, I guess? Um, no, we do cast first. Oh, my bad. I'm sorry. I'm like, this movie has me out of whack. I know. That oh, yeah, and I just... forgot again to say spoilers ahead for everyone. A lot of spoilers on this one. Yeah, lots of spoilers in this one. Um, which, honestly, if you have not seen this movie before, go watch it before you listen to this episode. Yes, because I was spoiled and... And you really, it's, there's it's a, kind there's of a twist. Yeah. So you really do want to watch it first. It's streaming on um, Shudder right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so go watch it and then come back and listen to the episode because we are going to spoil the shit out of it. Well, that was the Joe Bob Briggs version. Is it streaming anywhere else just by itself? It's streaming by itself on Shudder. Oh, I thought it was on Netflix too right now. That's why I was wondering. No. Oh, uh, okay. I figured I'd check. Uh, no. Okay. That's Shudder. All right. Um, anyway, for cast, we have Angela, played by Felissa Rose. We have Ricky, her cousin, played by Jonathan Tiersten. Judy, Karen Fields. Paul, her love interest, Christopher Collette. Mel, the camp 
owner, Mike Kellen, Meg, the evil camp counselor who harasses and bullies her, Catherine Cammy, Aunt Martha, her aunt Desiree Gould, and Ben was Robert Earl Jones. Yeah, I put that in on the list because Ben, um, he's just very minor, minor, minor role as the assistant cook. But I thought it was cool because he's uh, James Earl Jones' father. Yeah, which is So crazy. I just had to mention that. I just... Um, yeah, and we don't have much to say about this cast because, like I said, we watched the Joe Bob Briggs version. And he's going through, well, now they're in real estate and now they're in music. And a lot of them didn't go with acting. The one that they did mention was Catherine Cammy, besides Felisa Rose, who was there. And honestly, Catherine hasn't done a whole lot either. I mean, she's done like 36 shows and it's been like one episode of this. One episode oh, of that. Yeah. So it's, you know... One episode of Law and Order L.A. Not even regular Law and Order. Law and Order L.A. So, I mean. Does that make a difference? Oh, yeah. To the Law and Order fans, it does. Law and Order. But I will say Felisa Rose has definitely got herself a niche. Yeah. She did four movies that also have the name Camp in them. (laughs) They're all horror movies, too. And it's four besides Return to Sleepaway Camp. So, she's done six total movies. Horror movies uh, that have the name Camp in them. And that's mostly what she does now. What are those movies? Do you mind Oh, I will tell you. Yes. Give me one second here. Because I want to know what these other camp movies are. Camp Terror, which is coming out this year. Camp Twilight, which is in post-production. And Camp Dread, which came out. Hold on. Let me go back. I got to get through all the Sleepaway Camps. Yeah, Camp Twilight. Camp Dread, which came out in 2014. And then Caesar and Otto Summer Camp Massacre, which come, came out in 2009. Nice. Um, but no, she's in a lot of little horror movies like Silent Night, Zombie Night, Deadly Little Christmas. I love this one. Aliens vs. A-Holes. Gotta <laughs> watch that one. Um, Destination Evil. Um, M is for Matchmaker. Blood Reservoir. Um, Tales of Halloween. Just all sorts of different little horror movies. Nice. So, very interesting. That's our cast, though. All right. So, uh, how about a summary now? Oh, a summary, yes. Ricky and his cousin Angela go away to summer camp, and things go awry. They do, indeed. Yeah. So, we the first scene is um, Angela and Peter and their dad boating, mm-hmm. and a horrible boating accident happens, and two of them die. Mm-hmm. The father and, you think, Peter dies. Yeah, Again, we are left to assume that it's Peter who dies, yes. Yes. Um, And then you come to, eight years later, Aunt Martha has adopted uh, Angela, and her and her kid, Ricky, are going off to summer camp, and there's not a whole lot of pot. I mean, they go to summer camp, and anyone who's offended Ricky or offended Angela ends up dying. So the the main cook, Artie, puts the moves. He's a perv. He's a pedophile. He's a pedophile He's is gross. what he fucking is. It's fucking disgusting. It's so he, gross. He goes to to try to assault Angela, and he ends up the first one dead in a pot of boiling water. Awesome. Don't care. Not upset at all. No, Glad he died any in of these terrible deaths. pain. None of these deaths are, you know, very sad worthy. No, all none like, of them are like... They're totally yeah. warranted. Like, um, what's the next death? Next death is... So I guess Kenny dies next. He drowns. Yeah, Kenny Kenny drowns. Billy dies. He dies with the bees. Um, A bee nest is... But beehive is dropped into his... While he's taking a dump into a stall. (laughs) Yeah, his toilet stall. Yeah. The the stall is locked from the outside by a mop. Um, Meg's killed 
With a knife to the back. Knife to the back through the shower. Um, Mel's killed with an arrow through his throat he after he beats the shit out of Ricky. Oh my god, because he's Ricky convinced that him. Ricky, this like 12-year-old boy, is the one. 14-year-old. 14-year-old Oh, he's younger than Angela. No, they're the same age, actually. Well, one's 14, one's 15, it's said in the oh, really? synopsis. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. And he'd gone back, he'd gone to camp once already, so it was assumed that he was the, the older, older one. one. I thought he was younger for some reason. Mm-hmm. He just looks young. Um, let's see here. Judy's killed with a curling iron to the groin, we think. You just see the shadow of the curling iron. I She clamped her leg down and she screamed. I, I don't fucking know. I don't care to uh, think about that okay, and anyway. where it went. I don't want to know where it went. I'm um, glad they didn't show it. So that was Judy. Paul gets decapitated. You know, the, the only one that doesn't die is Aunt Martha. She really deserves to die. Ricky doesn't die. Ricky doesn't die either. No, I'm saying people that deserve to die. She kind of does deserve it, yeah. but apparently she doesn't. Well, she's not at the camp either. She can't oh, really sure, get killed point. on the rampage when she's not at the camp. <laughs> but, um, oh, and the little boys that threw sand on Angela. Yeah. They died. Did they? They were hacked to death by the axe. Oh, Although right. you didn't know, you looked at it, you're like, unless you read it, you're like, why is he so freaked out about it? It's like cotton. I know. I couldn't tell what the heck... I couldn't tell that that was, like, a death scene. I couldn't yeah. tell what the heck that was. It just looked like some stuff on the ground. It's like some sleeping <laughs> some, bags some on the ground stopping. or something. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, so you get to the end, and you find out that, spoiler, the killer is Angela, who is actually Peter. Yeah. Aunt Martha has wanted a little girl, so when she took Peter in eight years previous, she's Angela like, was the one who actually died. Angela's the one that died, yeah. And Peter's the one in the lived. original scene, Peter's the one who lived, but Aunt Martha already had a boy. She wanted a girl, so she made Peter become Angela. Yes. And live as Angela. Yes, correct. And then Angela just eventually couldn't take it anymore. She snapped. And killed everyone. Yes. I'm surprised it took her eight years. Yeah, me too, actually. And I'm surprised <laughs> she didn't start with Aunt Martha. So, That's the movie. That's the whole synopsis you get. What's your opinion on this movie? Or do you want me to go first? You go first. It was your pick. Oh, God. I, you know, I wanted to see this movie because I had already been spoiled about it. And everyone was like, oh, it's such a great movie. It's such a great movie. And oh, I know. People love it. I don't get I it. I don't get it. I mean, it's 80s. And I did look it up. I mean, I, it just reminds me very much of Friday the 13th. Especially, like, the the arrows on the, the archery course. Mm-hmm. With Mel in the throat. I'm like, oh, yeah, an arrow to the throat. I'm like, ah, oh, it's been done before, though, you know? Yeah, it seems like this is really... <sighs> Strongly, I know it's not my turn yet, but a ripoff of Friday the 13th, like... like with a twist. Yeah. So it's like, it's got like the M. Night Shyamalan Ding Dong of Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. So Friday the 13th, but with a twist. Right. Except, you know, the trees didn't kill him. It wasn't it was the a little trees. boy. It wasn't the color like red. <laughs> so why like, do we think she snapped then? Well, that's what the movie is saying. She snapped because she's really a boy and she's forced to live this life. See, and therefore she's thin slap, plot. Slap, yeah, it's a thin plot. It's also written from a perspective of, like, a cishet person who does not understand trans things and just thinks that it's really scary to put in your movie as the twist that, oh my god, it's really a boy, gross! And to freak everybody out. Because in, the that's 80s, what the, in the 80s, it did. Because that's what the It was a lot did. different 30 years ago. It scared the shit out of, out of, especially, like, heterosexual boys. But, yeah. Um, and the funny thing, too, is Joe Bob Briggs brought up that this is the same year that Yento came out, which they didn't expound upon because they're trying not to spoil the movie. Like, unlike us, where we spoil the shit out of whatever. Right. But how it's uh, Yentl, where it's um, Barbara Streisand pretending to be a boy to get into 
I think Jewish school or something like that. I don't remember what the plot like, is. It's she horrible. wants to be a rabbi or something. So yeah, I think she so. pretends I don't to be remember. a boy to get into All I remember school. about Yentl is that we had the idea to make lentil. Yeah. Uh, about a young Jewish being trying to make it <laughs> into a man's being world. <laughs> world. I never even Fava, seen. can you hear me? That's right. And we came up with the Fava, can you hear we me? We never song. did this, and so we should have done that. Well, I thought it was a brilliant idea, but I've Thank actually you. never seen like, I have, Yentl, but it was years so. Ago. It was so many years ago. I couldn't ago. really help. I know, but I just had this picture of little beans. I know. With little, with little hair in the coat. Okay. Moving on, back to sleepaway camp. This movie sucked. <laughs> That's my opinion. It wasn't... Okay, I'm, I'm going to try to put it into context of the 80s. It wasn't horrible, but for me, the deaths weren't anything remarkable. Um, I, the curling iron was a little remarkable. Uh, the knife one, eh. The drowning, eh. The throat through the neck, I've seen it. You mean the arrow through the neck? Arrow through the neck, yeah, thank you. When I say the throat through the neck? Yeah. Oh my god, what the hell's wrong with me? Um, I did like the pot of boiling water death, that was new. Yeah, that was good. Um, and that was kind of grotesque, but the other ones, that you just mostly off camera. Yeah. Like I said, you didn't really, you saw a line down Meg's back when she was knifed in the back. Yeah. Okay, there'd be a lot more fucking blood. Yeah. And no. Yeah. Yeah, and the chopping up of the kid, I like to see those little kids chopped up. And show their bodies, not just their, you know, desecrated bags, sleeping bags. With I know, we didn't even realize, I didn't He's even like realize vomiting. there were body, like, I vomit that way when I see sleeping bags, too, you know? It's not... <laughs> Nightmares of past bodies. camping trips, know, right? is that what it is? Yes. We are poor. That's all we did for vacations. Oh my god, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, whenever I see a sleeping bag, I just vomit now myself, so, you know. Uh, ditto. I won't even own <laughs> one for that reason. Um, I'm sure at the time the twist was creative. It was different, but oh, Aunt Martha killed me. I just wanted to slap the shit out of that bitch. Just from her acting. Just just from her yeah. overacting. It's so great. We're all going to shut the fuck up, Doris Day, and get back away. <laughs> and who was she a doctor to? I know. I, how do you have patients? Oh, you're fine. You have cancer. That It'd be was, great. I would kill her. That, you know? was, that was in there solely so that Angela could pass the physical without actually having to have a physical. Right. That was There's the no way that bitch that. was a doctor. Yeah, please. Maybe doctor of Dr. Dre. No, I don't, <laughs> I don't Doc, even know. I would Maybe say she's a rapper on the side. If anything, she's a doctor of like. Uh, Dr. Aunt Martha. Um, real estate. Because, <laughs> because her real career after this movie was real estate. And honestly, as she was in the movie, I just kept thinking to myself, like, when I didn't even know that, she seems like a real estate agent. She does. Oh, my God. But faker. But even faker. So horrible. Which is hard to do. My God. The, the set was okay. I mean, it was a camp. BFD. Again, we've seen it before on Friday the 13th. Yeah. I don't know. The deaths could have been more gruesome. They could have... I mean, I know it's the 80s and they... But still, you had slashes that you shoot, shot a lot of blood and stuff. Oh, fuck. I mean, maybe the budget the was low. Holy fucking shit. Yeah, I just... The movie is graphic. I wasn't impressed. Maybe it's because I didn't know the spoiler ahead of time, so I knew it was coming. I knew who the killer was already. Maybe... But I think even I, just watching it, you could have gotten who the fucking killer was. I mean, I'm not... I, I didn't... Okay, so when I first saw this movie, I didn't know what the twist was. Okay. Um... And I was totally unimpressed, and I figured out who the killer was, like, Thank immediately, you. so. I it don't wasn't understand. a surprise. No, it was not a surprise at all. The end twist uh, horrified and offended me, but, yes. um, I, so I was definitely surprised for that, but, um, yeah, no, the rest of this movie was, like, 
Yeah, I get it. Okay. It's And it was just gross, too. Like, the chickens with... What do they call? What are they oh, called? my God. The pedophile guy. And he's just, uh, like, joking well, about it. Even... And everybody's laughing. And it's like, oh. You're just old. <laughs> no, and it's also Meg and Mel. And the Meg and Mel thing. He's, like, old enough to be her grandfather. And she, like, asks him out. And they're going to have a date. Oh. Ooh. And she was all flirty with him beforehand, too. And she flirts with him throughout the whole movie. It's so gross. I did appreciate the 80s aspect of it, that we were making oh, part yeah. of the wardrobe the whole time. Oh my god, because I was like, yeah, I watched so many 80s horror movies, and I cannot believe how 80s this horror movie is. You had the knee socks, you had the shorts, my brother had those shorts too, where they're they're sh- they're like, they're not booty shorts, but they're short shorts, and they're trimmed with like... Um, like piping or something? It is, and it's uh, not velvet, but what's the other thing that looks like velvet, but it's not? Velour? Velour. They're velour trim when you get close to them, and the knee socks... And he didn't think out he didn't have any of the half crop tops or anything like that. But, yeah, he had a lot of that wardrobe. And I appreciated um, some of the things I heard. Um, just, the, just the stuff from the 80s from when we were kids. Like, you're going to ruin your eyes reading the dark. And uh, <laughs> you shouldn't die. And you and what army? And I love this one. This is my favorite line. You could take an eye out. And they're having a water balloon fight. Yeah, you could lose an eye. You could take an eye out. With that water balloon. With a water balloon and right. all of its sharp edges. Yeah, all those sharp-edged water balloons you hear about. So mm-hmm. I liked it for nostalgia reasons, so it's kind of like fun. It was fun to make fun of. Let's yeah, put it, it that was. Way. So, that's it my opinion. was. I don't understand how people who didn't live through the 80s like it, though. Like, I know. If you didn't live through the 80s and you don't have What's all this appeal? nostalgia, like, what is the appeal to you? I really don't. Somebody, like, write us podcast at night at gmail.com and tell us or comment just tell us why you like this movie yeah. i don't know is it my turn yeah go okay do your thing so i hated it too um i don't know the 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 whole like like the first time i saw it you know the end really offended me since then i've kind of thought okay well i could also see how it's kind of funny that you're scaring people with you know, you're scaring the straights. It's kind of funny and subversive in that way. But that's not how, like, the original intention was. So that's what kind of gets me. So I kind of go back and forth about this movie as <laughs> to whether, like, I'm offended or not. Because it's like, I don't know. But I, I just don't think it's a good movie, though. Like, No. So I don't I really care that much to figure, to decide, you know, like... It's not worth making you mad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not. Because I don't think it's a good movie. Like, it's it's... It's, like, the weird parts are good, but for most of the time, the weirdness is, like, gross weirdness. Like, not, like, gross-out weirdness, but gross, like, I'm an old man and I'm perving on little kids gross weirdness. And that's not cool. <laughs> really not cool at all. I mean, oh my god. Um, the acting was bad. The writing was bad. Um... It was pretty, it was pretty boring, honestly. I just didn't think it was that interesting. And, like, the whole camp thing, like, yeah, like, I used to watch Salute Your Shorts. I know what a camp looks like. (laughs) (laughs) It was pretty standard camp affair. Yeah, it was. It didn't have the detail, you know, of, like, Friday the 13th that it clearly ripped off or whatever. Um, I don't know. It was lit okay. It was, the cinematography was all right. They're missing a scene by the campfire with Kubaya. That's the only thing they're missing. They really are. That's the only thing. <laughs> Nobody pulled out a guitar and started singing. It's like, that's the only thing that's with different. doing s'mores. Yeah. Nobody oh, made s'mores. S'mores. Mm, s'mores. <laughs> no, I want chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> but that's about it. Yeah, I don't... 
Mm, I don't really care. Okay. Cool. That's opinions. Yeah, that's my uh, opinion. Do you have a favorite death? Um, favorite death. Honestly, and that's something else that this movie lacked is good deaths. Like, they were mostly off screen, like you said. I want a bloody, murderous, stabby, painful death. So I guess my favorite death is the pedophile chef. Okay. Because, A, that guy was gross and should not have been in this movie at all. And, B, his his death was horrendous and painful and horrifying. And, therefore, it was good. Okay, you know, I, I know I'm jumping ahead to trivia a little bit, but they did say that, uh, like, Judy's scene was uh, cut by the MPAA for being too grisly. Really? So, yeah, I guess they were filmed, but to keep their R rating, they had to cut them. They had to cut them. So, in keeping with that, I'm going to vote for Judy's death, because of my imagination and what I think happened to her. I... But on that's screen, my favorite That's probably what happened yeah. to her, but I don't want to think about it. Oh, that's creative as fuck, though. That no. and the bees. Oh, the no. bees are creative, too. Oh, come on. Bees. I've seen that a million times in Have movies. you? Yes. I haven't I mean, seen that, like, on purpose. I mean, it's completely unrealistic. Yogi Bear. But for some reason, I have seen it a lot. And I haven't seen the, or the chef death, too, where he falls, like, the pot of water falls over him. It's... I've seen that before, too. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Oh, I haven't seen as many shitty movies as you have. I've seen way too many shitty movies. It's kind of a problem. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. All right. So, um, Marigold? Um, There was no plot that needed to be explained, so I don't think there was a Marigold. The Marigold Award, though, just to explain for anybody who doesn't know, is taken from our third episode, Last Shift, when a character named Marigold comes into the movie spouts exposition, and promptly disappears with absolutely nothing else to add. It's bad storytelling. It's lazy storytelling. And so we like to give out an award for when we see a person, place, or thing who exists only to spout exposition and doesn't otherwise affect the plot. But there was no Marigold in this uh, movie. No. So how about trivia? Um, yeah, I have trivia. And I also have to say, too, it ripped this movie, it ripped Friday the 13th off so much that there were schwanzes in this film. That were <laughs> just like Kevin Bacon's were. It was horrible, and I'm horrified by that. Okay, so trivia. Like I said, the shot of Judy being dead was um, cut, along with a couple other shots. Um, the scene where, the very end scene where you see Felisa Rose's face on a man's body, it's... Uh, a college student who needed to be drunk before he was able to do the scene. And he's wearing a mask of Felisa Rose's face over him. Right. And they purposefully pasted her head, like, onto his body. Like, you know, in, you know, editing. Like, wrong to freak you out more. Oh, That's one trivia I have. Yeah, they put her head on his body, like, wrong. Like, they just slightly wrong. But they do it on purpose in order to unsettle you and make it that much more freaky. Gross. Yeah. Um, for Billy's death, it was a dummy made of Billy, and a sugar mixture was applied to the face, for the, and it was real bees attached to it. Oh, nice. And the last one I have is Artie's death. Um, how that was obtained was the actor was propped up on a fake floor, and underneath, liquid gelatin was pumped through the blisters to give me the impression that they're pulsating. Nice. So that's the trivia I have. It's all... Nice. About the deaths. Anything you have? Um... The uh, creator of Sleepaway Camp, he filmed at the, the director, I guess, he filmed at the actual camp that he went to as a kid. That was his his childhood camp. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. 
And it was, like, out of season, so the camp uh, owners were like, yeah, sure, we're not doing anything with it. Go ahead, knock yourself out. Makes sense. They said that something that set the movie apart from a lot of the slasher films of the time were the fact that the kids looked like kids. I'll give them that. It's definitely more unsettling to see, like, obviously young teenagers running around killing each other and being killed. Yeah. I agree with that. Instead of, like, kids in their, like, 30s trying to play a 14-year-old. Yeah, I get Mm -hmm. that. Yeah, sure. He uh, wrote the beginning and the ending, and then he just filled the middle in. (laughs) Clearly. And that's why we have that baseball scene. And the volleyball scene. Yeah, I know. Those were so pointless. What the heck was up with those? It's like, okay. To remind you that you're a camp. I'm supposed to be watching a slasher movie. Why are we watching people play baseball? Like, why are we watching this? And why do we have to watch at least three full innings of that baseball game? I mean, to remind us that we're playing baseball? or I don't get that. And yet it spawned four sequels and another, and like a reboot is is in the works. Yeah, the two, three, four, and the return, which the funny thing is the main actress, Felisa, they, like I said, it was on Joe Bob Briggs. She didn't even know how many sequels had been done. She's like, oh, there's three sequels. Mm-hmm. No, there's four sequels currently. Yeah. And the last one was done in 2008, so they've been out for a while. Yeah. And they said something about a reboot, but who knows when that was done. I didn't see anything online about it, so I just saw something that says oh, that they're still talking about it, but I don't. Oh, I didn't see anything. Don't let it be happening. <laughs> I didn't see anything definite, but I don't know how old this article is. I'm reading, <laughs> which is from I should say my sources denofgeek.com. They have an interview with the director that I skimmed. Nice. Yeah. Oh, all right. Should we get to some ratings? Yeah, let's rate this. You want to go first since it's your pick? God, this is a hard one. I know. Um. That's actually lower than I thought you were going to go. Bad. But there were some deaths. But it was really bad. And, um, yeah. No, that's my rating. So, there. There you go. Okay. Um, hmm. I think I'm going to give it a four and a half. Okay. It's stuck with me since the first time I saw it, but I still don't like it. Nice. Yeah. Good call. All right. Uh, how about some fan fiction? Sure. Okay. So we've got two straight ones on fanfiction.net. And I mean that. I just mean like straight sleepaway camp. No There's nothing crossovers. Else crossover. Yeah. Then there is four crossovers. They're crossed over like Friday the 13th, My Bloody Valentine, A Nightmare on Elm Street, and Death Note. So nothing exciting like Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Hmm. Um, but then the real interesting part is I get to archive of our own. There's 14 works there. And dear Flick-A-Whip. Dear Arthur, author Flick-A-Whip. 14 of these works are your own. And we need to talk. Flick-A-Whip? That's her name. Or his name. Okay. I want to talk about this. We need to get together. So call me. Um, Judy and Angela. Podcast at night at gmail.com. Flick-A-Whip, please. We need to talk about your obsession with sleepaway camp. <laughs> um, I'm concerned, and these were all done in 2019, so these are all recent. Wow. I'm concerned there will be more of them. Some of these are from February, even. Uh, flick a whip, call me. Or just email me. Miami. Podcast at night at gmail.com. Um, I, it's not an intervention. Not saying that. I'm just saying we need to talk. It's not an intervention? <laughs> no. Are you sure? Shh. Oh, okay. Shh. I mean, no, of course not. Why would you do that? Nobody would ever I mean, do that. you even made an original character to slash with Angela. I, we need to talk. Okay. <laughs> 
Anything to pimp before we pimp ourselves and out of here? Uh, let's see. I don't think so. Anything right. about you? No. No? Go see okay. Joe Bob Briggs. That's all I'd say. Yeah, you know what? Let's pimp Joe Bob Briggs. He's awesome. He's on Shutter. He's going to have his own series on Shutter pretty soon, and we are really looking forward to that. It's going to be Friday nights, live streaming only on Shutter. Um, you have to have their app in order to view it um, starting March 29th. And it's really going to be fun, I think. So I'm looking forward to that. Double features every Friday. Looking forward to it. Um, Which is easy because that's our podcast night, too. Right, yeah. So we'll already be together. Yay. So while pimp ourselves, um, as I said before, our email is podcastatnight at gmail.com. Our website is theymostlypodcastatnight.com. You can go there for show notes, uh, listen to episodes and other stuff. It's a work in progress. Um, we are hosted by anchor.fm slash podcast at night, and you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Blueberry for Roku, anywhere you can find podcasts where we are there. Um, and we would really appreciate a review, especially a five-star review. If you do leave us a review, please, uh, screenshot it and send it to us with your address and we will send you a sticker. Yay. That is a promise. And a nice sticker. We have the stickers. We're ready to send them. They exist. They are in our little hands, and we want to send them to you. They're actually at my desk at work. Well, don't say that. I was trying to make it like I was ready to run to the post office right this second. You'd never go to the post office. When's the last time you were at a post office? 1939. You weren't even... Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) During the Depression? Yes. Um... We are on social media. Uh, you can follow us at Podcast at Night on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We also have our own Instagrams. I am at Chaos at Night, and Carnage is Carnage at Night. Um, and we have a Redbubble store where you can go to support our little indie podcast, so we can spend you know money on gear and make even better episodes. We for need you. mics, please. Yeah, we do. Um, you have stickers, mugs, hats, bags. Not hats, but bags. <laughs> Why are you giving them, offering things we don't even offer? You, you're the one who wanted the toilet seat cover. Don't talk to me about things that we can't offer. I would love hats. Shirts, etc. I would love to have a hat. That's why I keep accidentally wanting to say hats because I want a hat Let's with our hats. logo on it. I think we need hats. Okay. I think we need hats. Um, so hats coming soon. <laughs> and... Uh, With that, I will just say goodbye from Chaos and stay bloodthirsty, friends. Good night from Carnage. And as always, we were filmed in front of a live studio audience of cats. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening to They Mostly Podcast at Night. Our theme song is by the Computer Music All-Stars under a Creative Commons Attribution License. Link in the show notes.